Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a show for 20-somethings that are trying to figure out adulting. I'm your host, Justin Peters. Each episode, we focus on solving a problem that we will face throughout this defining decade that wasn't covered in the classroom. This could include topics about our career, health, relationships, and money. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, hopefully, you're realizing that you're tuning into an episode that isn't on the typical schedule. I've actually been really wanting to put out more bonus content that supports some of the biweekly conversations or interviews I've been having. And this would look like more shorter, condensed, um, in-depth conversations on some of our favorite key takeaways from last week's episode. And joining me on the podcast today, I actually have someone with me. He is, or was, and still is the, the impetus for really starting this podcast. He acts as my muse to continue to push forward and create content on um, on a consistent schedule. And I'm super excited to bring him in, my little brother, Kyle Peters. What's up, man? How's it going? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. It's been too long since you've been on the podcast. You were what? Episode two, I believe. Um, Come along, so way. people want to check it out. Yeah, I know. If people want to check that one out, scroll all the way down to the bottom. It's almost a little... Uh, uh, I don't know. I hesitate hesitate to direct people there because I've grown so much as a podcast and as a host um, that sometimes it's very cringy going back and listening to my older episodes, but I enjoy doing it because the growth is amazing. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. I'm bringing you in for some bonus content. I have no idea what this has got to look like in the future. I really just wanted to give this a try. So we're talking about Ben Burley, which was episode 44. We talked all things leadership. And I really wanted to ask you, what was your favorite takeaway from that episode? Yeah, before I get into that, I do want to bring up the, the fact that I'm always sharing the podcast because I think it's, man, I just love it. And I really do appreciate you saying that I'm the muse for it all. What I found, uh, especially with, you know, these leadership episodes with you know, like Ben, you've had a couple other ones they're so relatable. Like I'm experiencing these things and just knowing that other people have struggled through it, it, it makes it a little easier on myself. And I actually, uh, I was talking to some of my team members from work and of course <laughs> they scrolled all the way to the bottom and they found the episode that I was on there. And <laughs> that was like, what, two years ago, maybe like a year and a half ago, just a lot has changed since then. <laughs> but, uh, even even then, they were, they were giving me some good feedback about that, and that's it's crazy. It's just crazy to see how far it's gone. And every episode since then, I've been able to relate and and take away, you know, so many important things. But uh, yeah, with Ben, he talked about a number of really relatable things. You know, he talked about um, the importance of having you know one on one conversations, and that's something that I started to implement. That's something that I asked my boss to implement. And it's something that you mentioned was, you know, one of those, you know, driving, it was one of the most important, it's not just another meeting, it was one of the most important <laughs> parts of your week. Um, so I really did relate to that. And I've had a couple uh, since, and they've all been really fantastic. I, I really do think that there's just a plethora of reasons why these conversations are so important. And, you know, they're going to vary from situation to situation. And, you know, that's where being a good leader and practicing empathy gets really important. But, you know, like, let's just dive into some of those universal reasons. 
So in my eyes, you know, a crucial component to leadership is people management and understanding what makes someone tick at the core of their being just really allows you um, to understand why they behave the way they do. Um, and I think one of the fundamental needs uh, for people at the core of their being is really just a need for belonging. Um, and it's just engraved in our, our DNA. You know, we were brought up in tribes, or at least I believe so. Um, and you can see that in today's society, like everyone's trying to fit in. Um, we all get involved in different groups and, you know, that kind of shapes our identity. Um, and in terms of, you know, performance, I can't think of anything uh, worse than, you know, that going unnoticed, you know, going unnoticed. It's, it's just, if you can notice someone, then their entire being becomes justified. And, you know, that's a really, really hard process. Um, I think you have to kind of empathize with their struggles and, and really try to facilitate their growth. Like, and the way you go about doing that, it's, it's not going to be a clear cut. Like, this is what you do. Here's the step. Here's the next step. And after that, and it's the same for everyone. It's, it's going to be different from individual to individual. And I think facilitating, you know, that process is, it's kind of an art form. Um, and it's why these one-on-one -on -one conversations are actually really important uh, because it creates that space where you set aside this regular time week after week, and you're really sitting down and getting to know someone and, and what they're going through at work and what they're going through at life and like how that can relate to improvement. And at the end of the day, the responsibility falls on the individual uh, to improve. But, you know, as leaders, we are always looking for ways to take on our own hands. Um, so just having these conversations regularly with your team, you'll be able to establish those connections you need to foster the, the conversations that you're that are going to lead to individual growth. Um, and, you know, more than likely, the individuals on your team are very dynamic. And the only way to understand them is to create this space where they can sit down um, and, and go from there. And, you know, these conversations, I've, I, so I regularly meet with my boss. Um, we do like every Friday and we have like 30 minutes set aside. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer, but the thing that's, that's always um, commonplace in the conversations is we'll just start off really light, you know, we'll start off with, you know, like, how was your week? Like, how was your weekend? Like different things like that. Um, and then kind of go off from there. Um, you know, we'll just tee up some small talk. Um, but the other thing that's commonplace is at if the conversation goes the way it should, you know, there can be at the end of the conversation, there's just this really refreshing note where you both, you know, just understand each other a little bit better. Um, and I, I think that just goes a long way, you know, just aligning someone. Um, and that's, that's what you're, that's what we're trying to do as leaders. You know, we have this vision for, you know, what we see the organization developing into. Um, and each and every day we, we do something small and we grow towards that vision. And it can be really refreshing knowing that um, you're back on the same page and their role in the organization has aligned with your vision. And it's in a way that, you know, makes sense for, you know, their individual needs and what they're wanting out of um, the relationship with you and what they want out of the future and everything like that.
I think that that tees it off well and to, to back things up a little bit here too. So um, at the conversation, at the end of the conversation with Ben, we jumped into one-on-one meetings, which was actually really surprising that I was going to go there. But through research, he wrote a p- piece about that. And I realized the impact that one-on-one meetings had on myself and my relationship with my boss and my effectiveness at work and my productivity at work as well. So I really wanted to fold that in because I just don't think a lot of people think about that that often. And then for you to set some context, if people haven't listened to your episode or, or you know follow along on, on your journey as well, you work in retail management, you work for Target currently. Um, so I think a lot of people can envision what a floor manager or um, supervisor or store, store lead, what's your official title? I'm the closing team leader. Okay, closing team leader. They can kind of envision the responsibility and the team members that they support underneath you. So I can't even imagine um, executing this on the scale you do. How many people do you have? I don't know if reporting into you really makes sense, but how many people are you responsible for during your shift? Yeah. So actually, I'm I'm an extension of our store director. So there comes a point in the night where all the upper management and even all the team leaders are, are gone for the day. And I'm there to run the store on my own. Um, and that can definitely be challenging at times. And really, honestly, everyone, that, that means that everyone in the building is a direct report to me if they're working at that time. And, you know, that can be anywhere between 15 to 20 people um, at any given night, you know, even maybe even more than that. Um, and there's probably, I would say, maybe a good 50 to 75 people, maybe that's on the higher end that are cycling through uh, shifts, you know, every single week. So I'll probably touch base with, you know, somewhere around 50 people every single week. Um, and as, as we talk about things like in context of, you know, having one-on-one conversations with people, it can be really hard to set aside, you know, let's say 30 minutes, if you're going to try to have a conversation with each one of your team members that's involved in um, the closing process week after week, you know, that's 50 conversations. Uh, it, let's say you want to set aside, you know, some time every month, that's 50 conversations every month. You, you know, you're going to have to have one or two of those conversations every single day. Uh, so it's really challenging in that sense. And I, and I honestly do think when it comes to, you know, retail management, um, since it's such a large organization, you know, there's, it's really easy to fall into, you know, this trap of, um, less, less accountability and less visibility, um, unless you have a really good leader that's, you know, really thoughtful in in their approach of how they create that space uh, to where there is accountability and visibility. uh, And it's really challenging. Do you have a a core team that you're typically working with out of those 50 people that you see on a a weekly basis? Is there a core function of them that you would delineate to your like almost direct reports? Yeah, there definitely is people um, that work more regularly. And then there's people that just kind of fill in the gaps. And that's kind of, you know, one thing that I, that I try to approach when it comes to scheduling is like, how do we get people uh, in a regular position? That way the routine gets easier and easier and the relationship gets easier and easier, you know, week after week. Uh, Cause that's really important when it comes to, you know, just the management side of the operations on a day-to-day basis. Which makes sense. So let's flip it. Um, Let's not talk about how you manage your one-on-ones with your team, but let's talk about how you have 
utilized one-on-one meetings with your um, your boss, the store director. So what what does it currently look like and what are you working towards? Yeah, so I actually just had a conversation yesterday and I, I hope that after, you know, experiencing the benefits firsthand and those benefits can be, you know, somewhat intangible. Um, and I think they take real time, you know, to progress. Really, uh, I just want to align myself with my store director. It's it's really important. Um, I'm like I said, I'm I'm an extension of my store director at the end of the day. So, like I said, you know, about getting on the same page, uh, that is just so crucial. And when you say same page, do you mean the day-to-day executions that need to be made, the overarching plan in place, the seasonal goals that you have? What what do you mean by all that? I mean, all of that. And I think there's, you know, two really important parts when it comes to leadership. Uh, there's the management part, and then there's the leadership part. Um, so day-to-day, just knowing what to prioritize um, in terms of managing the store uh, and operations and everything. And then on the leadership side of things, knowing what our vision is um, and where we're going to go in the future. Uh, and I think you really have to sit down with someone and, and break that down and work on it you know, week after week. And then you can track the small steps and, and see the progress. Uh, and if you're not doing that, then it falls to the wayside, in my opinion. It just leaves things up to chance. Yeah, and I, I, I see the benefits of one-on-one meetings are very twofold, um, honestly. And I, I think it's a win-win for the, most of the people if they're executed right. As I mentioned, and I asked Ben, how does this not just become another meeting? Because I think that's a dangerous place to just add on another reoccurring weekly meeting with somebody if you're not really intentional about how you want to execute the one-on-ones. So for me, um, and you mentioned it too, small talk is great. I work in a remote environment, so that's critically important for me because I don't get a lot of FaceTime with my manager. So understanding what's happening in her personal life and her knowing a little bit about my personal life. And granted, I have a 10 plus year relationship with her at this point in time now, which is incredible. Um, But that's really important for me. A, just to understand where she's coming from, like she's currently going through... um, her, her dad is currently going through health issues. That's important for me to know. Sometimes I might need to step up um, a little bit more or be able to support her in a different way in different times of her life. And just building rapport and relationships with your manager, I think is important. So if I were to you know, give someone a framework, I, I solely believe that, that some small talk actually is super productive. And I'm not even shy, and I've told her this too, that I think that is an important part of this meeting, and she knows it's important. So she doesn't rush into the business aspect, but the business aspect is the important piece too of one-on-one meetings. So both from a day-to-day tactical, I actually have twice a week one-on-one meetings with my boss, but um, for some people, I, I don't think that's um, that's that's needed. But I have one at the beginning of the week and one at the very end of the week. And we're clearing out to-do list things that can wait for a day or two so I can have a conversation with her and we can knock out four or five items on our um, to talk about list and in secession and clear things out and keep things moving along. Give status reports on projects that are on my desk right now. Get her opinion on decisions that I'm planning to make. Um, that's also important. And then the end of it as well is this whole concept of... Um, you know, I want to continue to grow as both an individual contributor and hopefully moving into a leadership role and in my company as well. So understanding 
her philosophy, how she thinks, how she makes decisions is also important. So I routinely throw in questions around, Hey, this is what I was thinking. Um, what would you have done? Or do you think I'm on the right path? And she'll give me feedback there. We'll also slide in a lot of career conversation into these one-on-one meetings. This doesn't happen twice a week, every single week, but maybe once a month, part of our one-on-one meeting might be dedicated towards where are you headed? What, what's getting you excited? What projects are you working on that you're enthused about right now? Anything that you're wanting to take on or offload. So we'll have a lot of those conversations through here. And I think you teed us up so well for this conversation because you said it just creates space for your team members to have open dialogue for you. And I am a big believer in if you are going to schedule one-on-one meetings, you as the team member should be driving the conversation. Your boss needs to show up, but you need to have the agenda. They'll give you, they'll be present for 15, 30, 30 minutes, an hour, um, whatever you need, but you need to be coming in with that agenda. Like I said, it's okay. Let's do some small talk here. Here are the four or five items that I want to touch base on you about. And then also cycling in some of that stuff I was talking about in terms of career development or learning and, and training and development piece to it as well. What are your thoughts what were you doing with your boss? Cause you do like a, like a um, store, you, you walk the store floor. And I think that like um, acted as your, your current one-on-one on, one on one meeting or at least daily or weekly touch point with your manager. Yeah. So every day we will walk the sales floor together and as important as I think that is, and it is really important. Um, I was finding it hard to create a sense of focus. Uh, Like you said, I think the really important part about having these conversations is being proactive and having some intentionality behind them. Um, And so knowing what you're going to talk about beforehand leads one thing into the next. And it's, it's a way if, if the goal of the conversation is to get on the same page, it's a way of making sure that that ends up happening. Um, but yeah, uh, I really wanted to, well, I actually just had this conversation with her uh, yesterday. Um, we were at the end of our walk and I had just approached her and, you know, I had told her, hey, I've been getting, you know, really serious about developing as a leader. And um, I really want to get more serious about my role in the organization as well. I was just wondering if we could spend some more time together because I think that you have, you know, some really great advice and I could really take advantage of it. You know, I was wondering if we could, you know, meet every so-and-so for so-and-so. What, what, what was your ask there? I, I, I don't need a, a so-and-so. I'd actually like some specifics on that because I think that language to tee up this ask was, was really beautiful. What was, the, what was the cadence that you asked for? Um, so much has changed from Friday, from over the weekend till Monday. Um, so for me, it was like, let's get organized on Monday. I can carry myself and see where the priority needs to be for the week. And then on first thing on Tuesday, we can connect and go from there. Um, And then we can have a solid plan in place. And I've already started the motions. Um, And so I asked her, hey, can we meet um, on Tuesday for 30 minutes, let's say when I first get in. Um, That allows us some time to, you know, catch up from the weekend a little bit still. uh, And then whatever happened, you know, yesterday and where I think the focus should be, uh, let's bring that into light and then let's set a goal for the week and see where we can go. And then on Friday, we can meet again, um, for the same amount of time, you know, 30 minutes or so, and we can adjust and, and 
and see where we uh, ended up on the week. And um, I know things are going to change again, you know, over the weekend, but hopefully we can just kind of, and it, for me, it was more, it's even more of a, like, it, in addition to, you know, getting on the same goal and, and having a plan in place and putting that structure there. Um, it's a way of tracking recognition. Um, that way we're connecting at the beginning of the week. We're seeing the progress that's made during the week. And at the end of the week, we're talking about it. That is super important. And I don't think, um, unless you have some kind of system where you're, you know, keeping track of your, you know, what your daily accomplishments are and week to week, month to month, you know, this, this will just put it in place to where you're doing it every single week with your boss. Um, and I think that was really important. So that's why I picked the beginning of the week and the end of the week. It just made sense for me and my role. I don't know if it's like that, you know, everywhere else. Uh, but yeah. And then I really just, I, I told her like, I will send you the agenda, you know, the night before uh, you can look over it when you get in. And if there's anything that you need to think about, or, you know, follow up with whoever or whatever, uh, then you can do that. You have the space to do that. That way, you know, you're not going into the conversation blindly. I'm not going into the conversation blindly. Um, and if it's not working out, then we can just reevaluate and, and mm. see how to improve on that. But I'm really, really hoping that we can find this time uh, and, and dedicate some, some of it to that because I really do believe that these conversations are so important even though, you know, it takes away time where I could be doing work. It, I think just saves so much time. It's, it's a productivity hack um, in a certain sense. No doubt. Dude, that is so awesome. I'm really excited to continue to hear more about the one-on-one meetings. I think it might just take some early wins on this to realize like Amanda and I, my boss are really on the same page with this, but it might've been clunky the first I don't know, four to five meetings that we had until we figured out a rhythm and how to execute on it. As we conclude this conversation, you've actually flipped around and done this with your team members now too. We've talked a little bit about how hard it might be to connect with every single one of your team members. And you're just, you're, you're in a different space than probably a lot of other professionals that might have a team of somewhere between like one and nine people. Um, you have a team of 50, but you did mention to me before we started recording that you have started some one-on-one conversations. I think you had two this week. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So this is uh, something that I think is, is going to be certainly a challenge. Um, if I want to have a conversation with everyone, it's going to be a lot of work um, and a lot of time spent. Um, and I, I don't necessarily know how I'm going to go about doing so, but, and I, I'm also fearful that if I do have a conversation with so-and-so and I don't have a conversation with so-and-so, then it's going to contribute to this weird dynamic where, you know, certain people feel left out and certain people feel included. And I want to try to avoid that. Um, And that is, I feel like probably going to be the most challenging thing about it. Uh, But the conversations that I have had have been so refreshing. Um, So refreshing. (laughs) So I actually had a conversation with one of my closing experts. Uh, He's been my closing expert since day one. Um, and it's, it was just really refreshing knowing that we're on the same page. Um, he knows we're actually going to be, this is the week before Q4. Uh, so we're about to hit that busy holiday shopping season. And if you aren't on the same page, uh, it's, it's going to lead to a little bit of chaos and I want to try to avoid that. And it was just really refreshing. Um, he led the conversation for the most part, you know, out of the, you know, 40 minutes that we were speaking, 
he probably spoke, you know, somewhere between, you know, 30 and 35 of those minutes. And it was all things that I wanted to talk about, all things that I wanted to hear. Um, so it was, it was really refreshing. I, I could see we were on the same page. Um, he knew what his role was going to be. Um, we talked a little bit about how Q4 is going to operate and what I need from him. And he honestly just let it. And he was like, he told me what he was going to give me for Q4. And uh, he's a very versatile team member of mine who can be anywhere and everywhere. Um, and one of my crutches is I can get so busy and I have so many people to manage and so many different things going on that I just need that person in place that they're going to be able to fill the gaps in for me. Um, the worst thing that I can hear is, you know, someone tells so-and-so and then that so-and-so person tells me like, oh, hey, John didn't, uh, he, I'm just throwing out a random name here. John didn't come to you because he thought you were super busy and uh, I want to get, went ahead and take, took care of it. And like, I want people to know that I'm available, but also it's like amazing to hear that, you know, other team members are making themselves available for, for me. Um, because at the end of the day, as a leader, I want to have, you know, my lieutenants in place um, because managing 20 people at the same time is a really difficult challenge. Uh, and it was just really refreshing knowing that he's going to serve that role for me, you know, over the next couple of months. And he, and he has already for the past year, year and a half. And that was awesome. Uh, and then the other conversation I had was just as refreshing, you know, we talked, we went into the small talk and we talked about, you know, personal development and it was really good chatting about um, the strides that he's made over the past couple months uh, and, and the same with the store. And it was just rather refreshing knowing that, you know, there's progress being made. Uh, and we talked a little bit about, about the future and, and what he's wanting so I can align, you know, while it did take up, you know, 40 minutes of my day, each day I did it, I, I think it's going to give that time back over the course of the next couple of months, no doubt. Great, man. Dude, I am stoked that you got back on the podcast, dude. Uh, always fun talking to you. We have these same conversations just off mic and we don't record them. And it took us so long to be like light bulb moment. Why don't we just record these episodes? So I would assume that this will be something that is pretty regular with us. Um, you know, no pressure to be, to recap every single conversation with me, but I'd like these bonus, uh, I like these bonus episode com concepts. So, um, hopefully you're back on next week. We I'm dropping an episode on networking with a very spunky J Kelly Hoey. So, uh, I'm excited for you to listen to that and, and hopefully get some of your feedback on there. And I'm sure we'll, we'll take away, um, a really good lesson learned from them, from that as well. You know, just to tease it out, she, talks in a really refreshing sense on networking in the online world, because so many, I think, thought leaders in the networking space just drive home this whole concept that networking doesn't happen online. It only happens offline, like in the quote, quote, real world. And her phrase is, you know, the digital space is really just an extension of the physical space. So just to tease out that conversation, Tune in next week, Monday, if you want to hear some more about that. And, and Kyle, hopefully you're back on the following week to, to get a recap on that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like this conversation today, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified about new episodes. If you want to connect with me, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Justin Lee Peters. You can find show notes with links to everything we discussed today at justinpeters.co. This episode was produced by Gabby Dimeke. I'm your host, Justin Peters. Thanks for tuning in.